You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Gay Side Stories, where the gay shit goes. I'm your host, Trillificent. Thank you so much for joining me for another week. If you want additional content from me and my squad, or you just want to support the show and Flawless Noises Media Network, subscribe to the Flawless Noises Patreon. It's patreon.com slash flawless noises. Or you can buy some merch. Gay Side Story shirts are available. So go to flawlessnoises.com slash store and pick something up. And now let's start the show. So I have the pleasure of being joined by an awesome duo of podcasters who also happen to, I mean, I guess be in love or whatever they call it. Um, I'm joined by Ray and Jay of the He Said He Said podcast located right here in Seattle. What's up? Hello. We are so happy to be here. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you for coming on. So I'm excited about this conversation. I haven't really tackled a lot of race-related things, so... We'll see how exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's important to have these conversations. Yes, it is, especially in areas like this. I agree. agree. In in the country we live in. Um, That's very true. And the climate that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So, we're not going to dilly-dally. First, why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about He Said, He Said. Sure. So, uh, I'm Jay, and uh, we, and Ray is my husband. Uh, and we have this podcast that is basically an hour or so of us just shit talking about pop to culture, politics, music. Um, and obviously, while we record, we drink the brown, and sometimes Ray gets a little messy. Why is, that, why is that obvious? <laughs> <laughs> because we, lo- when you listen to the episodes, you'll realize that okay. we love whiskey. Uh, so. Okay. okay. Um, but we talk about things that are happening that you see on the cover of Us Weekly, things that you see on CNN. New music you see on iTunes. Don't and, forget the shade room. Oh, and the shade room too, bitch. <laughs> uh, and we use bitch like an adjective, a noun, and a verb. So yeah. basically join us on that journey of the overusage of the word. Bitch is life in our world. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's very exciting. Um, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. I like listening to your, your podcast because it always reminds me of that one scene in Mean Girls <laughs> where she was like, I mean, he was like, my Nana takes his wig, her wig off when she's drunk. Yes. <laughs> I'm always listening. Like, I wonder if Jay took his wig off. Yeah. Sure, sure did. Sure did. All right. So let's do our usual first segment. That is the queer query. Question. Yes. First question. What's a minor item on your bucket list? So that's an interesting question because um, I got my answer. minor. Go ahead, so that's where I, I was like, hmm. So I think for me is actually is pretty practical. Oh, um, which is to be debt free. Mm. So that's minor to you? Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, well, when I when I when you say minor, I think of more like less pie in the sky and but less how you like. Know? Okay, I'm gonna ask. Go to Paris. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I want to be. Free. But you be on them shopping apps um, every day. <laughs> it's called window shopping. Okay, okay? get into you it. You window shopping like fifty cent. Um, but I do. Th- I think that being debt free allows um, you to have an amount of freedom that very few Americans enjoy. 
Okay. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, for a lot of people, you have to, you know, have means in order to have that type of freedom because most people are living paycheck to paycheck. And the reason that they're living paycheck to paycheck and um, at least the middle class is has a lot to do with people living outside of their means. Mm-hmm. So you all know, that Gucci, it, okay. exactly, mm-hmm. and then Gucci got blackface. That's a whole other thing. But okay, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So that that's my minor, quote unquote. <laughs> that's not minor, but okay. Bucket list. <laughs> and, like, and when I say bucket list, I mean like within the next like two years. <laughs> no, end of year. That sounds like some commitment. I don't, I don't know if I would call that minor. So that makes it even more. Of an interesting answer because it's like, so what's really going on in that cabeza thing? Okay. <laughs> That's my right, I'm now I'm curious about what the major was. <laughs> 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 uh, I digress. I mean, no, my okay. minor next, uh, next. Oh, okay, because <laughs> my minor bucket list is to get this waist right. That's okay. my minor. I'm trying to get back to you know being snatched and a snack because right now I feel like a whole meal. Okay, <laughs> and it's okay because I'm married, but I need to be a snack for myself. No, it's not okay. You you should always you know. Okay, that's my minor buckle is get my fat ass in the gym on this elliptical and sweat out these pounds okay Here that's for a bucket it. list I don't want a bucket of fries I want a bucket off this list bitch. I can't I'm here for it um <laughs> my minor item is I want to spend a birthday with my godson when he gets a little bit older Aww, that's so nice if the finances allow because he lives on the east coast oh yes east coast in North Carolina, which oh, that, but that's so sweet. Together, oh no! How, you, how yours is all big and just lustrous gold. Mine's about all vanity, and then we got over here all positive and fam life. That fam-like. goes to show you the breadth mm-hmm. that the exists depth, within honey. our culture. Exactly, <laughs> black. We are not a monolith. Exactly, okay. we're all <laughs> over the spectrum. We want to get our money right, our waist right, and our family ties right. Hello, okay. hello. I mean, because yes. what else is there? <laughs> mm, money, power, respect. That's true. <laughs> All right, so I'll ask a question then to the group. Okay. Since, Ray, you didn't want to go first. I did not. <laughs> um, what is... You just love putting my business out there on Front Street. Okay, it's fine. Go on. It could be on Side Street, but it's on Front Street. I like it on the Side Street. Oh, but um, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, what is your current guilty pleasure? Um, I guess I'll start. Uh, my current guilty pleasure... Um, is Love After Lockup, the TV show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is ridiculous. It is a show, it's a reality show, first of all. And the premise is there are people who are among us out here in the free world Mm -hmm. who have decided that their best option for dating is by finding someone who is within the penitentiary. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting because what you end up finding out is that the people who are on the outside have... um, the same if not worse issues and problems than the people who are inside the penitentiary and it's just really interesting to see how it unfolds usually the person then gets out we then get to see like what happens when the person gets out if the relationship works if it doesn't work so that's my guilty pleasure and you're a bitch because that was my guilty pleasure (laughs) friday nights at 9 p.m we can't have the same guilty pleasure well i something else well, then I'll go last, because I don't know. <laughs> you got to think of a different one. <laughs> okay, I don't know, bitch. Oh, do I have a guilty pleasure? Hmm. <laughs> it's in there somewhere. You does just... fried chicken count? Yeah. <laughs> Put does. me down for that. It does, because we know we shouldn't be eating that. 
<laughs> Shit, I guess my guilty pleasure is just chocolate and peanut butter. Oh my gosh. No, you put that in front of me. I gotta have another guilty pleasure. I mean, pleasure. I had it. I told you what it was. What about music? There isn't like some shitty music that you listen to that you feel no, guilty about? No, because my music is good. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I don't listen to trash. <laughs> I put that shit. I compost that shit. Okay. Mm, okay. Well, this is the area for it. <laughs> yes. Apropos indeed. Okay. All right, you got you got a question now. Oh yeah, it is my turn to ask a question. Yes. Wait, I did. I know I had a question, oh. and you just made me forget. Oh, I did that. Yeah, you did. Um. Oh no, my question is, um, what are you into right now? When I say what are you into, it could be anything. It could be a book. It could be. Uh, music, it could be a movie, it could be whatever is the thing right now that's kind of like piqued your interest, whether it be intellectual or otherwise. I won't go first. I'll let the host <laughs> with the most go first. <laughs> um, mine is pretty easy. I, uh, I mean, I guess it's over now, but I was catching up on Steven Universe. So I was like, I'm gonna sit here and watch this little cartoon on my laptop. It's fine. Yeah. It's I was about to say, wait, cute. okay, so it's a TV show? Yeah, it's a okay. it's a cartoon on Cartoon Network. Okay. Um sounds kind of, sounds kind of subversive, maybe. It out there. Honestly, <laughs> you know how you watch like a cartoon or something that is not really meant to be deep. Okay. And then it surprisingly is. Yes. That's this cartoon. Okay. And it's real, I mean, it's like LGBT, but not LGBT, because oh, all of the characters okay. are like supposed to not have a gender, but they go by female pronouns, and oh, most of them interesting. do. Interesting. And it's like, they're made out of gems, different types of gems. Okay, dropping gems. Okay, um, I need to put this on my phone, because so. <laughs> it sounds it's, really interesting. It's, it's interesting, like, yeah. if nothing else, because, you know, the main character, he's... Uh, teenage boy so it's, it's for kids so it's okay. annoying but the layers that they do as far as family as far as keeping secrets from people trying someone trying to do the best for everyone and it's you know what it reminds me of because i just caught up on the last season it reminds me kind of um shit what's the what's the uh guy's name from harry potter shit Ooh, daniel radcliffe the, the redhead or rupert grant no no the actual character What's oh. the wizard's name? Dumbledore? Well, they're all wizards. What am I <laughs> but yes, Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Okay. And how, I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> and how after Dumbledore died, they had all these questions. It was like, oh, he had like a full life and he had right. secrets that people didn't know about. So it's, it's pretty interesting. There's a lot of layers. So that's been my thing that I'm into because I've been meaning to catch up since I heard about the last few episodes mm. on the read. Okay. Mm-hmm. But... I'm gonna be mm-hmm. honest. If the choice is between doing that and going to sleep, <laughs> I'm gonna go to sleep. And okay. I've been going to sleep. So the real yeah. thing you're into is sleep. Okay. Well, I mean that's a given. Okay. Anyone who listens to this show, they know I I'm, sleep is precious. It's my precious. Oh my god. Okay. okay. Yeah. You and Jay have that in common. I love sleep. You love sleep. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Okay. I like it okay. So what am I into right now? I yes. would say I'm into, not right now, it's actually, I would say, has I've always been into it, but I've realized that right now it's it's become um, a lot. We are going to eight live shows or seven or eight live shows in the next six months, <laughs> seeing live artists, like concerts. And we love live music, Ray and I, but it 
putting it on a whiteboard and and putting the dates. There are some months where we have three, four shows. So I'm into that, but it also is a little overwhelming because that's a lot of nights where I can't get my sleep. Yeah. Right? So full pick, full just just us to life. Like I, but I love live music, so I guess I'm into it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, to piggyback off of that, the, the issue that I'm having lately, because um, I'm not going to say how old I am, but once you get He's to a 50, certain 11. age um, and you have concerts on a school night... It presents um, a challenge because it's like yeah. you're standing there if it's a general admission show and you're like, what the? F- what am I doing here? Why yeah. am I not at home? I know I have to work tomorrow. So, yeah, yeah it's kind of a double-edged sword. It is. That's what you're into, too? <laughs> no. Okay, but okay. what I'm into <laughs> for right now, I'd say the thing that's been a revelation for me is music-related. And it's LaKaylee 47. Mm-hmm. I love LaKaylee 47. Mm-hmm. She is a rapper, I guess. She also sings. Rap singer. Missy Elliott-esque. Yeah, Missy Elliott. Yeah, Missy Elliott or Tink, for anyone who knows who Nobody Tink knows is. Nobody knows who Tink is. It's, it's, it's does very... Tink know who she is? <laughs> okay. I don't think she does. That's no. a whole other conversation. Missy Elliott is the more commercial artist. Timbaland than... screwed Tink over. Good but that's, that's like a whole other thing. But LaKaylee, she's got a little LGBT bent. She's very... You can she tell she's into the she ball is... scene. She's a lesbian. And her music, she sings about the ball scene. It's just, it's it was a revelation for me. And I had heard of her before, but I she actually... She wears masks. She does. She wears, like, face masks, like ski masks yeah, <laughs> when yeah, she yeah. performs. She ain't wearing that Gucci <laughs> one now. <laughs> She's not wearing the black face mask. But um, that's what I'm really into right now. Yeah. And she is part of your things that you're into yes. because she is coming. In April. Soon. On Easter Sunday. On Easter Sunday. Okay. So, you know. I mean, we're gay. Yes. What is Easter? <laughs> I hope she has some eggs around that contest so you can have an Easter egg, honey. Uh, somehow I doubt Because I'm ready, bitch. <laughs> but that's what I'm into. Okay. I want to say I've heard one of her songs. You, I'm before. sure. She was, on, yeah. it was featured on uh, Insecure. Girl Blunt was the song featured on mm. Insecure. That's I have true. to look through my Spotify, Shazam, yes, whatever. Yeah. I'd say if you want to sample her, Acrylics, Acrylic is, is her the new album, album, and it's so it's so good. Okay, man, it's good. Okay. I'm here for it. Me too, bitch. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of being here for it, <laughs> <laughs> for the main topic, yes. Because I have this adorable interracial couple with me that have been together since the beginning of time. Okay. <laughs> we're going to talk about it. Yes. So first, we're going to talk about you guys, Ray and Jay. Real quick, give us the Cliff Notes version of how you two met and fell in love. All right. So I'll take that one. This or is, fell in like. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was, um, it was a like at first, but love really soon after. Okay. Um, so this sounds like it's, I'm gonna learn something. Let me sit back. <laughs> so this is Ray, and um, and just so that to level set, I am the black half of the interracial couple. <laughs> um, because you, I don't know if you can tell or not, but um, we met in the club. <laughs> so you can find love in the club. Twelve years ago, and it was twelve years ago. So our relationship precedes, you know, grinder and like all these things that are ubiquitous. In gay culture mm-hmm. nowadays, um, but uh, basically, I was coming down the stairs. He was going up the stairs in one part of this club, um, and he looks at me. He says, "You're beautiful," and I was, like, "I was drunk." Who is this really gay, Ooh. very drunk, very <laughs> young 
white boy who's telling me that I'm beautiful. And sidebar, that was back in the day when I wore my gray contact lenses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Giving us Tyra Banks tees. And I think at one point you asked me if my eyes were real. And mm-hmm. I, what did I say? You said they were. You said they were yours. Oh, that's lies. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> but come to find out they were yours because you bought them. And so. it's crazy because yeah. I was there with someone who at the time I was trying to talk to, which I'm at, we're actually still friends with that person. And he was there, um, Jay was there with his best friend which he's still very um, close to now. Um, so we were there with other people. But throughout the night, um, you know, we did our thing, whatever. And then at some point we started to dance. And when I tell you, I had never oh, child. seen a white boy dance the way that Jay dances. So then I was intrigued because literally like the next day I had like bruises on my thighs Ooh. from like, <laughs> I don't know how that the dancing that was happening. So, Dance, I, so what, quote unquote. To, what he's trying to say is that I, I have rhythm. He, he okay. has, it's more than rhythm. That sounds it's, like more than rhythm. It's more that sounds like not safe for work. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, bitch. Not safe for club. <laughs> Okay. So we um, exchanged numbers that night, and then really and you pretty put me much in your phone the, as what the white boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much the rest. The rest is history. It's like you know, I sent him flowers the next day, and now it's what twelve years later. No, you sent me flowers after our first date. Oh, bitch. really? No, I thought it was the next no, day after that. After our first date. Okay. So we went to go see so, Dream Yeah. Girls. So you you can continue the story into the first date. So we went to our first date. He picked me up, um, and we went to go see Dream Girls, um, the the movie. And it was my third time seeing it, um, and so I was singing along, obviously, as one would, living my life through Miss Jennifer Hudson and Effie, uh, although I wanted to be Beyonce, I was for sure Effie. Um, and That's fair, you are loud like she is. Oh, no, that is the very shade. true. That is true. Is it shade if it's true? <laughs> that is true, bitch. I'm chilly. Y'all got, I need a scarf, bitch. It's chilly in here. Um, but no, yeah, that, and then we, it, then it was like shortly after that, he moved in, essentially, and here we are, 12 years later, three cities, living in three cities, and we got a puppy, and we married. So we're basically the American dream. <laughs> Mm. Okay, low key. Oh my God, <laughs> we're high key. Okay, so twelve years. What type of hardships have you two faced since you've been together? Uh, I would say I'll take this one, um, Ray. So it's Jay again. Um, I'm trying. I'm gonna let y'all know who you who you hear because sometimes we, people think we're the same person. That's true. It's ridiculous. Uh, anyway, I would say the big thing that. I would say that we've gone through and I think any relationship will continue to go through is just communication. Mm. And uh, after you've been with someone for so long, right, you begin to expect the other person to know what you're thinking without saying it. So then that can cause lack of communication because in your head you're thinking, okay, well, Ray knows who I am and how I would react in that situation or what I believe in that we should happen. So I don't have to say it because Ray knows. But ultimately, if you don't communicate how you feel, the other person, no matter if it's their significant other or your best friend or your coworker or your mom, whoever it is, if you don't communicate that, they'll never know. Um, so I think that has been something that we've, we're on, we're, I think you'll always be on that journey of finding out what communication means and how to better it year after year, day after day, minute after minute. Yeah, that's definitely true. And I, I feel like... Um... In any interpersonal relationship, communication is always going to be one of the most important drivers of whether that relationship is successful or not. 
Um, but the one other issue I'd say that we've had to deal with is probably related to the age difference because I am seven years older than Jay mm-hmm. is. AARP to my lab. <laughs> Don't be. Why you bullshit? AARP be having the discounts. She. So I mean, we got together. Jay was actually pretty young. I was young, but not obviously not as young as he was. And I was not legal to drink, and I was drunk. That just give you that. That is very true. So I think that that um, led, at least in the beginning, to a disconnect between us as to you know what we both were looking for and what we were expecting to get out of the relationship. So I think that that um, was definitely a challenge in the beginning. And, um, you know, you work through it mm-hmm. and, and you get to a point where you have to decide if you are on the same page and if you are actually looking for the same thing out of a relationship. So, you know, obviously we are because here we are still. And bitch, therapy, <laughs> therapy is a dream. People would be scared of it, but go. It helps relationships. There you go. Talk space. Even, well, with, your, even with yourself. Let yes, me not say that because I don't true. have a code for y'all. But yes, therapy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's an off-topic question that I wanted to ask real quick. So as to guys who I'm assuming haven't really had to deal with men in this area because y'all have to deal with each other. Why do you think there are so many guys in this area that are in open relationships and marriages? And the reason why I ask is because when I tell you like every other profile, okay, it's like every other profile. And it doesn't every matter other, which app you every open. Other mm-hmm. Every other one. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that you just click on by accident. You'd be like, oh, you're in an open relationship too? Okay. <laughs> so I would say that I think that that has a lot to do with the availability of other gay people in this area mm-hmm. because I think that it might be different in areas where there are fewer gay people where you might find another person and say okay you're my one and then you stick together whereas here. right like you know it, it's like a playground in Seattle well, and the thing and I was trying to find stats and I couldn't really find any there was some study that was done in San Francisco where they were saying that like 40% of the couples were in open relationships mm-hmm. And the thing that they were saying is that, um, and I've heard this before, it's like, you know, men, it's in our nature to want variety in our relationships and our sexual conquest. So it's like against our nature to try to be monogamous, which I think there's a certain level of truth to that, just biologically. Um, But I think that a lot of people probably do it because they think that it will... um, allow them to remain in a relationship longer because there aren't any secrets. They're not, you know, going and hooking up, um, you know, in the restroom or wherever. Mm-hmm. It's something that you can actually put parameters around and say, okay, we're in this open relationship. You know, we are together, but we are able to do these things. And in most cases, you put rules around it. Now, my question is, does that really work? I don't and know. is that really a relationship? Yes. And I mean, I guess it is a relationship, but it's a different kind of relationship. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, I would rather just be single rather than try to have my cake and eat it too. Because to me personally, in my opinion, it feels a little greedy. (laughs) And maybe now we're talking about maybe the reason why this happens in the city is we have big companies that that are based here that um, work-life balance isn't the... um, Maybe I'm just making up something in my head, but I'm thinking like... Big companies that work-life balance isn't really a, a f- focus for them. So the one spouse may be working 
30, 45, 50, 60, 80 hours a week. And the other, they're like, in order for our relationship to work, you can go get it in and do things because I'm going to be at the desk coding shit. Yikes. I don't know. Like, maybe that's, I don't know. I've never actually given it much thought because, bitch, work life. That would be an interesting study for someone to do here in the Seattle area because I would be very intrigued to hear what the motivation is behind it. Yeah. Because that makes sense. Also, yeah. people in this area they have jobs where they travel. And it's yeah, like, there's a lot of senior executives that live yeah. in this area. So, like, is that part of it? Also, I think. There's a lot of young professionals, and I think that the millennials, the young, the lower you get in age in the millennial group, what they, what's the next group below that? I don't know. Gen Z, whatever. Like, maybe that's just their way of relationships. I don't know. Like, I think to Ray's point, they'd be interesting to have some data behind yeah. that, because... If you're seeing it on every other profile, bitch, that means it's a way of life. <laughs> and they don't streets. be young either. Oh, oh in no. these streets. I believe that. No, Looking man. for a third. Oh, oh God. That old man. See, if I was single right now, bitch, I'd be looking for an old man to pay my bills. <laughs> I'm not joking. Listen. Where's Papa? Here I was thinking, it's like, oh, you live on the bottom of the hill? We gotta be open. <laughs> yeah. I may not be able to get down there. You may not be able to get up. But homeboy lives next door. <laughs> That's just how it is. I actually watch a show on Netflix that um, delves oh, that into one? this topic. It's called East Siders, I believe. East um, Siders. East Siders. And it's essentially like the, there's this couple, and then the one finds out that, and they're both white, obviously. Um, they get everything. Sorry, right. <laughs> I mean you ain't on that shit. Of course, it's not. Why a am I P- calling it's not a you POC. know? Okay, I know. <laughs> God forbid right. it be a POC, um, you know, gay POC story. Um, that makes sense. Exactly. Then, then the show gets canceled. Hashtag <laughs> yes. Noah's Ark. Mm. But these two, they're in a relationship. It's a committed relationship, at least on one half. Um, and the guy finds out that he's being cheated on. And then after he finds out that he's being cheated on, he ends up cheating with the guy that was cheating with his partner. And then they end up in this oh, okay. relationship where a, they're in a an throuple. open relationship and they're just bringing people in constantly. Oh, they become a thruple? They become not a thruple because it's all it's different people that they bring into their bed. Say, basically. That sounds like a gate. <laughs> <laughs> Free entrance. <laughs> and it's on season two now. I'm really intrigued to see how it develops because... It's just interesting too because it's there's almost a, a um, level of self-loathing mm. that these two characters seem to have, and it's like I'm really trying to figure out what they're trying to say about this type of an arrangement. Mm. If they ultimately that, think that it's a positive, or if they no. think it's a negative, or if they're neutral. I also think a part of why people do this is because they get bored, right? And they get bored, and when I say bored, not bored. I think, the, or let me let me step back. They get bored, or they feel challenged in a way of ex, is of ignoring the challenge in the relationship. They want to add something else that will get them interested in other things. So like, if you're going through a situation in a relationship where you feel like there's a lack of trust or whatever it is, and they're like, okay, well, we bring someone in, and we both know about it, then you know, I know, then we know, then this issue of trust goes away. So maybe it's a coping mechanism. Is that how I would say like a coping mechanism mm-hmm. for? you know, internal conflict. I, I was know. an only child for yeah. 11 should, years before time, my little, my first little sister was born. And you function like and, an only child. And um, I don't like <laughs> sharing things. So the last thing I'm going to share is the D. Uh, okay. <laughs> so enough. I could not see myself in that type of, mm-hmm. of, of an and arrangement. I, and, uh, but I'm getting to a point now where I'm less judgy about it. Because I used to yeah. be judgmental about it. Yeah. And now I'm like, that's fine if it works for you. But then my question is, does it really work for you? Different strokes, different <laughs> folks. Well, 
It's on my bucket list to find out. <laughs> yes. It's intriguing to me because it's like, so I don't have to deal with you every day. That could have been your minor bucket list. Well, I don't want to depend on the men. <laughs> so, no. Yes. And I think it does work for some people, you know. Um, yeah. Straight people, too, because look at Monique. She's in that type of... Uh... Monique, that's not talking about Monique. <laughs> yeah. I, mm, she canceled. Mm. My, my sister is canceled. <laughs> Okay. Whatever works. That's what I'm saying. I agree. I do want to see her beat up Steve Harvey though. (laughs) Just for the the face. (laughs) (laughs) Steve Harvey, he put it in for her though, real quick. That's worth the five million on Netflix. (laughs) Yes. Celebrity death match. (laughs) Comedian death match. (laughs) Specifically for them. Throw D.L. Hughley in there too. Oh, Oh, yes, please. And Kevin Hart. Get them all out of here. And that other one that sings the best life song. What's his name? Who was a hell comedian? Oh, um... Oh, what's um, his name? Lil Duval. Yes, him too. Please let him go I, first. I'm still trying to figure out how he's considered a comedian, but uh, you know, me too, or a singer, or rapper. You know, I'm, I, I guess I'm not that kind of black. <laughs> Bitch, I might got kind of white either. I'm not here for that. That dusty music. Well, speaking of not being here for, we're gonna shift gears a little bit, and I want to talk a little bit about fetishization, mm. if I can say the word. I'm so. Oftentimes, we talk about the struggles of men of color and black men, what they face when they're dating and hooking up with non-POC men, basically white men. How have the two of you witnessed this in your time together? I don't want to make the assumption that you're more aware of it as an interracial couple, but I wonder what you may have gleaned just in passing. Well, I'll start by... Saying prior to Ray and I being, I have only dated men of color, um, and so come on, dark meat. <laughs> okay, um, it's what a, you want, white meat or dark? <laughs> dark every time. Okay, every so time. it's just a preference for mine. I think a lot of it, it goes back to just growing up. I came out when I was thirteen. A lot of my friends growing up were black because I lived in an area where it was majority white Republican. So being a minority of myself, being the only out person. Um, in high school, I was able to relate to the other, another part of my town that was also a minority, which were people of color. So I, uh, I feel like that brought into, that was, that kind of carried me into the dating life and I found black men, um, attractive. So I ran into this dating where I felt like, um, I know, like, 12 years ago is a long fucking time. Like, bitches, bitches is about to be 13, and they were born the night we, we, we met each other. So, like, 13 years, 12, 13 years ago, when I was dating, like, I realized that for some black men, they would not date white men simply because they felt that white men, like, fantasized them. Or, in this case, yeah, had a, saw them as a fetish versus an actual person. Um, where I went into it knowing that I was attracted to a black man and that's what I wanted to date and ultimately marry. So I didn't run into this often, but I saw it happening out in, you know, in that time, the club, because the apps didn't exist. I saw it in the club where, like, you know, there were people, like, there were black men also on the prowl looking for white um, men, um... And the opposite. So it, it, it existed. I, I was lucky not to have to fall into 
that area of the community, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I have not had much um, personal experience with that because for me, so um, my preference, if you will, before I actually started dating and then into like my early dating um, was Hispanic. So it was like caramel complected, you know, the eyes and the curly hair and all of that. But then when I actually started dating, I don't know what just clicked for me where it was like that shit really doesn't matter. Um, because it's a person, you know what I mean? Like there's a whole package. And for me also, I knew pretty early on that what I was looking for was a relationship and not, um, sowing oats or, you know, being a hoe, even though maybe it would have been fun, but that wasn't what I was into when I first came out. So, um, I, I don't have that much of, of an experience with, with fetishization. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is always really interesting to me how front and center people will put their preferences. Oh, yeah. And from what I hear about these dating apps and no this, no fems, no fats, no Asian, you know what I mean? It is, like, shocking to me that people um, don't have the, um, I don't know, don't have, like, the, the worldliness or they haven't realized that there's more to even just sex than, you know, just wanting to be with one type of person. Like, but I, why I would you even want that? But I think also... The but that's, up, that's kind of what you... Up. You like only brown, so I would have to ask you, like, why... Why would it not even cross your mind that maybe you should try to... Because there's just something about... Like, for me, it was a realization of what I was attracted to, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, I had never met a white... A person that wasn't a black man... Um, that that embodied all of the things that I was there was a certain level of swag, the certain level of you know just being being aware of what's ha- like culture, their culture, and then also being aware of in the LGBT community specifically in some big cities there are subcultures within the main culture and that are very segregated and understanding that mm-hmm. like the black gay culture gay culture in Philly where I grew up that also was very like the tight. Ball scene. The ball scene is a great example. And so I there was this, this level of, attra- I felt what I found attracted, what I was attracted to. Um, it's it's simply, it I, I've never really thought about anything deeper than just saying that it's just what I what I like. Yeah, It'd be like going to a store or saying your favorite color is blue. Why is that your favorite color? Because you like it. Because it's your choice, <laughs> right? And we all have choices we can make and yeah. what we're attracted to. And some people... Are more open. I'm not saying I was never. I never looked at a, a white guy and was like, "Oh wow, he's attractive," or an Asian guy and say, "Wow, he's he's cute." I just never saw myself with someone that wasn't a black man. Hmm. That's intriguing to me. Yeah, I don't know why. And I mean, it, the just like to level set. So the difference between that and fetishizing something is that. When you fetishize it, it really is you're taking it or um, you doing it on a sexual yeah, level. Yeah, you just want it down. So it's like, oh yeah, yeah, like I'm really into that. So like that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Um, but that's that's just really interesting to me. And right? also the early stages of my relationship, I was dating light skin guys because I was like, it was uh, just the rage, you know. Surprising. Light skin, light eyes, like just like you, Ray. When you wanted the <laughs> you wanted the Latino, I was looking for the light skin, and then I realized that. They they that they thought they they thought they were prettier than they were, oh. so I had to step back and realize <laughs> that pretty bitches was not for me. I needed people that, that were attractive but that weren't self absorbed. Well, you know, beige privilege is a thing. Okay, comfy drink. <laughs> it's true. So, so yeah. is it safe to say that 
what you call a preference, maybe it's just kind of like a, I don't want to say a hierarchy, but kind of like a, like you have your, your, your list of mm. what you are attracted to. So, cause it doesn't sound like you're not attracted to other races. You said that you, I mean, I can see other races as being attractive, but my preference would right. be, you know, be to be with a black man. Right. And that has to do not just with the aesthetic, you know, not just like, you know, he's black. Oh, Who's stealing somebody's car? <laughs> we don't do that around here. We go to work. <laughs> Is that an internal alarm? It sounded like maybe somebody hit like the fire door. Oh, yeah, they're freaking out. Are they? Yeah, they're like, they looking like, it, was like it was a fire door. So what were you gonna say? Wait, what were we saying? We we're talking about Oh, um so um you're it also sounds like you're saying um that that preference doesn't and again to my point of fetish fetishization being Primarily surrounded with sex, that your preference has to do with more than just yes. It's just well, like some bad. white gay guys will be out here because they're like, I want men, I want, I want to be, big. I want to be dick down by a black be, man, yes. and, BBC, all and that. that's all I want. All yeah. they, Ooh. all they see you as is <laughs> just, just the D. <laughs> yeah, exactly. as the resident single. Let me tell you, <laughs> let me that's tell what I'm looking for. Because <laughs> that BBC shit is so uh-huh. annoying. Uh-huh. The just randomly sending ass pics, uh-huh. and it's just like. Gosh, who <laughs> said I even like white meat? <laughs> who even said you wanted to? It's see like, their can hands? we talk first? <laughs> like, not even a high. Yeah, right. <laughs> be like, how are you doing? Listen, grind to be like three messages, and I'm like, here we fucking go. <laughs> not open it, and it's like and, three and, pictures, and, 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 yeah. and I'm just like, and so, that's where it's like, it's not even a nice ass, and that's where it's totally <laughs> like not okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like. There are so many assumptions that are being made there. Exactly. And I think that is a a good way to highlight the difference mm-hmm. between a preference versus fetishization where yeah. it's like, I only see you for dick, right. for lack of a better term, right. versus I see you as a complete person that embodies several things that I'm mm-hmm. attracted to. Right. So I can yeah. see it. It makes sense. So what about the other way around? Have you guys observed or witnessed or know anyone that is of color maybe specifically black that fetishizes other races I'm, I I mean I dated guys that only dated white guys um, so kind of similar to myself mm-hmm. um, but I don't I, I can't speak to why they why but I I, I how I felt in the in the dating or the relationship or whatever it was was it there was a sense of um power i guess they, that they had that they felt i don't know what like, the sense of i guess power would be the best way to explain it or or privilege or whatever i don't even know what the word i would use but it just there was a sense of you know um i because i'm dating or because i am dating this white guy and i'm the top i am you know, I'm powerful, and I, I, I am the dominant, um, and I'm no longer the major. I'm no longer the minority. I guess you would say I'm mm-hmm. the majority in this relationship because I hold the power. Um, and so that- they was like, 
It was a reparations and dating forum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a healthy relationship to be in. I mean, not for me at least. You know, I, I and that's why I'm not. I didn't marry them. Okay. Mm. Yeah, but I think that um, that's probably a reason. The, the reasoning behind certain people going into that type of relationship. But I think a lot of it has to do with the same thing that happens with people who are hetero it's like Mm -hmm. because that's the aesthetic of beauty Mm -hmm. that's the aesthetic of beauty in all media really and it just filters down into whatever you know your um subcultures are so Mm -hmm. it's like white gay is still the standard for gays and it's always been that way it's a population that is catered to right and i think that it's changing because we're getting to see more you know pocs who are Mm -hmm. queer who are able to tell their stories but but usually the queer pocs are dating white men Let's talk about that because the 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 black gay guy. I mean, what can I say? I married a white man. But the black gay guy (laughs) that came out, a football player. What is his name? I don't remember. Oh, Michael Sam. There you go. He came out and he was with a white guy. guy. Then we have um, what's his name? That's on Pose that plays the ball scene. Oh my god, why am I forgetting his name? You know who I'm talking about. Uh, he prays at the Billy. one place, pray tell. Yeah, Billy. Billy. Billy Porter. Porter. Billy Porter. Yeah. He is married to a white man. Oh, so I like, didn't know that. Yeah, he actually has an eyeglass. Isn't RuPaul's into, man white? RuPaul's too? man is white. So but, like, then this, I, but then, but then I have you, to then ask you a question back, about that. But then listen, you peel back the gay, and you say, let's just look at black white, right? You look at all these successful basketball players and, and athletes. Their women are either white or light skin. You don't see a lot of women a lot of what you're looking over there too sorry yeah, they get so that pole a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why you came back out of that smoking? spot without hitting that damn pole <laughs> and the so smoking. so it's just interesting when you look and you look at the layer the many layers of this conversation where it's, it's not even just in the gay culture it's it's in america mm-hmm. um, for sure where you know unfortunately to Ray's point earlier you know the the beauty the standard beauty is on the covers of magazines, on those commercials, on the all plan, the instigates are on the Planned Parenthood pamphlet about birth control. You know they're all white. All the instigates <laughs> are white. It's that is what is considered to be the the standard. And um, I didn't go out looking for that. Um, even though I didn't marry a white man, you just found a jam, bitch. Just me putting him in my phone as a white boy, I didn't really think uh, it was going anywhere at first. Come on, diamond in the rough. <laughs> I would oh, you a but, but I would have to say that I'm not like many white men. That is also very true. Okay, I was president that of the Black City Union true. in my high school. That is true, and I think that one thing that, and it's a good point that you make because I think that when we see a RuPaul and see that his husband is white and we see these other celebrities who have a white husband, we don't know what that white person is like. We don't know what their values are. I think the issue there is usually when we are presented with a black gay celebrity and they have a white spouse, it's usually because they fumble race relations. Mm. And it calls into question what is going on in your personal view What's going on in that relationship to where RuPaul, you have this whole show, but every season I see you getting dragged about the way you treat the black girls. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's different ways that you can look at that. So it's like, yeah, in that in- arena, it might be that white guy is mm-hmm. quote unquote different. Although I don't think we should look at it like that as yeah. as you being different because 
you having common sense shouldn't be <laughs> the norm. It shouldn't be abnormal. Right. It no, it shouldn't be. And I think that um, RuPaul, for me, is an outlier. And I'll explain why I feel that way. And I think that um, you would, you should, you, you can look at RuPaul the way you look at an Oprah. Mm. And it ha- I think that the way that RuPaul well, key lords right over that show is very similar to the way that Oprah did her show because they're taking this audience as a whole into consideration and there's at least a small part of them and then they're probably predominantly white staff mm-hmm. <laughs> on their show. Wendy Williams is the same way. Yeah. Um, that tells them, oh, we need to make sure we're catering to everyone. We don't want to make it seem like we don't want to make it seem like we're giving preferential treatment just because I'm black and this contestant is black. And I think what happens is they end up self-correcting and yeah, going over too far. Yeah. Exactly, it ends up being an overcorrection, and that's when everybody else is like, "Well, what? Like you're black? Like what are you doing?" Right. So I think it's really interesting, and it's kind of almost like a tightrope that they need to walk. Mm-hmm. But after a while, I'm like, once you've gotten big enough, and I think that when in RuPaul's case, if you notice, we're seeing a lot more. POC contestants every mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. And they may um, not be winning. Yeah. They... <laughs> the foot, the heel is not that deep on his neck yet. <laughs> we're getting there. We're fine. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting there. So I think that that's, a, it's really, it's, uh, RuPaul's an interesting case. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely see that. Um, I can see the point of the criticism because it's like you have this platform that's like, why don't you, Use you know, elevate people yeah. of color? Yeah. Exactly. Because they need it. I honestly think it's the opposite of what you said earlier in that when you see a black man or a man of color kind of fetishizing or prioritizing white men, white people, whatever they date, I think there's a lot of assumptions being made there. I think people of color have just as many, for lack of a better term, fucked up preconceived notions of white Mm -hmm. men. And they chase after that kind of stuff. I don't think it's uncommon to to know of or seen someone that's black and be like, yeah, you know, because I can do this. White men have better credit. They're going to take care of me. Oh, for sure. Like, there's a long laundry list of things Mm -hmm. that they kind of put onto a white... Stereotypes. There you go. Yeah. That is unfair, first of all. Yes, exactly. And it's it's funny because you look at... uh, (laughs) A minority doing that to someone else, and you're just like, "How does that work? Where, <laughs> what model are you? Like, I thought you would discontinue, yeah. and here you are, still causing havoc." Hmm. I think. I, also, I think a lot of the idea of fetishizing, right? It's fetishization. I can't talk. We about know that. what you mean. You know, girl. Yeah. I'm nobody for words. That's right. Um, I feel as though that it's also a lot of what you're exposed to growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that is physically exposed to or what you expose yourself to on on the internets, <laughs> um, so I think like growing up and and maybe in a town where there's not a lot of minorities, so you're only shown people of color through the internet or through porn, mm-hmm. um, and so you see people in real life that are white or not people of color. So then you begin you become attracted to that or the opposite. Yeah. Um, so I think that that has to do a lot with also this building a fetish around you know another a, a what you're not um mm-hmm. and what what you have not been exposed to 
And then that's, but that's the, the kind of pitfall of um, fetishizing because how often is that person going to live up to what yeah. you've built in your head as yeah. an archetype of what that person should be? Yeah. And the porn sites are, are not helpful either. I was going to say, because going in that direction, okay. you're talking about how someone thinks that race should be depicted because I'm like, Got home porn sites that are like, oh, this is how the black man should yeah, be depicted. Exactly. And it's like, okay, but ain't nothing but white men. <laughs> okay. And your all your advertisement is of white men. Exactly. <laughs> Noir male male, we talking about you. Because <laughs> okay. I looked and I'm like But you know, I think there's studies that actually I'll need to find it and share it. There are studies, there's this map where it shows like the most um genre the most used genre of porn in yeah. each each state. Yeah. For gay, and I think it 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 overarches as being a lot of um, minorities of our of our our culture. Yeah. Whether that's trans, whether that is black, whether that is Latino, Latino, whatever it is, um, Asian. There's a lot of um, usage of googling for those specific points. Yeah, sites. I also just think that it's it's one of those things where it's complicated. So it's like there's oh, so many different um, things that are going ones. into it. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like you know it's not really any one thing, mm-hmm. but just a confluence of many. many but I think things. the key difference is that openness, mm-hmm. like how we can have this conversation mm-hmm. and how we view it versus. I think the ones that we're talking about, where it's kind of like a case closed. Like this is what I like. This is what I want. This is what I think of these type of people. This is what I think I can get out of them. This is what I'm willing to give. And it's just like, okay, but that's still problematic. Like, you can't be a black man like, oh, I want to be with a white man because they always got good credit. And they don't move <laughs> no. me into a three-level townhouse. You know no, what I'm saying? Just, it, 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 that's, I won't say that it's on the same level, but it's in the same ballpark of, a white man being like, well, I want to be with a black man because I know they got big dicks and exactly. because they do this and they know how to cook and they can dance and they all, and it's just like, mm. exactly. Mm. It's a lot of layers to consider. I agree with that. So, and let's... there's like the cultures within each, because I think about being out and being gay in the white community is different than being out and being gay in the black community and also Ooh, Latino child. and the Asian, whatever culture, right? Whatever, you know, race, whatever. Um, so I think that plays into some people's thoughts where it's maybe, you know, for a black gay man that's not out, they're not going to a black man because they're worried about, you know, in their town, maybe they know somebody that knows somebody and then it's like there's connection between them with someone else that's not a woman. So then they go to the white man because they're like, well, I don't know no white people. My family doesn't know white people, so I'm going to go to the white person. So maybe there's that layer too. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that's that's part of it. And especially in an area like this because it's the same thing for the straight couples in this area. You see a ton of interracial couples. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that there are a lot fewer, you know, black people in general. So it's like you are more likely to end up dating outside of your race because the black population is so small. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense too. And I mean, you see that every day, all day in this area. We sure do. There's all so day, there's not night. a lot of black love you're gonna see, like mm-hmm. black couples. I think I re- I think I read before that Seattle is the most has the most interracial marriages uh, in the nation. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it too. They all live at the bottom <laughs> of the hill. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up with this last question. And this may be controversial, but I'm 
very, very curious. So over the past 15 years or so, give or take, that I've been online and doing this gay shit, which <laughs> yes. I honestly could get a refund. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got your W-2. So okay. <laughs> no, I'm just like, uh, I, I should have taken the red pill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen the sentiment online. It's mostly from black men that they don't think that or they don't like to see black men bottoming for white men. So I'm curious on what your thoughts on that are and what you or where you think that mentality comes from. So that I was very intrigued to see that question (laughs) because I think that that um, is fascinating to me because um, in my opinion, I think that that would just come from the dynamic between the black and white communities Mm -hmm. going all the way back to slavery, essentially. because I think that what the black person who feels that way is feeling is that a black person should not be willing to submit to a white person in that manner. Mm-hmm. Which is fascinating to me because it's like, wow, you're really digging deep for that. I'm like, yeah. in a sexual situation. Talking, yeah, like we, you are several layers deep on this but, elevator and I'm looking at it yes. as you but. feel like bottoming mm-hmm. is this act of submission. of submission and to a degree it is okay but it's not submission on the level of your entirety as a person exactly but i would counter that with there are i know there, what you're gonna say there are um there are so let's just step back so when you think about history of our nation it is white right mm-hmm. there is no black history when you there is lots of black history but unfortunately our the the social study books and all those things don't share it Well, there also, when you think of slavery, a lot of it has been said about women being raped by their um, masters. But there also is a culture, like gay people just didn't exist, just come out of nowhere in a certain period of time. There were gay masters that that there are actually stories of slaves um, that have been shared in books and also in plays that um, someone I um, follow on social media actually just won an award for, but... There are stories of black gay men that, um, or black slaves rather, being raped by their masters. Right. Um, and I think this idea of bottoming for a, a white man as a person of color, I think that is where a lot of the feeling of I can't do it, I'm not doing it, is rooted. Because Do you think that though? Because I feel like that's a story a lot of people don't even really know or think about maybe subconsciously it's their feelings because i just don't think that that because when i saw that you know the story about that play i was fascinated because i'm saying to myself why would i not have even thought about that like i didn't even go that far and like my thinking of well obviously there were gay slave masters Mm -hmm. and of course they're going to make you know the male slaves do what the straight um slave masters were making the female slaves do so I don't know if if I would think that people are taking it that far, just because I don't think that people are really thinking about that aspect of slavery. But maybe for some people that are like, "Fuck white people, they're the problem," so I'm not trying to bottom. I'm not even trying to fuck with them. Well, that could be part of it, but I really think it's the submission piece. But what I thought you were gonna say is that there's actually some power in being a bottom. Uh, I was gonna get there, bitch. There is, (laughs) and at the bottom, it's a way of life. Actually, the person who it usually is experiencing the most discomfort, at least up to a certain level. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's it's a kind of backwards way of thinking 
talking about bottoming, if you will. Yeah. As it I being think that's a, the first a completely submissive act. I, I think mean, that's the first issue with our community is we in 2019 <laughs> we still as a collective whole I think yes. look at bottoming as something to be ashamed weakness. of right. and a weakness. You're the woman if you bottom. But bitch low key, low key being a bottom, you that should be awards. Okay. <laughs> I agree. Listen, it ain't okay. easy. I, it ain't easy. I think there probably are like one of those gay porn. Well, I'm <laughs> saying the gay life. No, listen. The porn awards. I feel like it's I a feel lifestyle. Like the Nobel. <laughs> <laughs> like we need a category. <laughs> it is a lifestyle. Okay. There Some reparations or something. Mentally, physically, emotionally, mm-hmm. bitch financially. <laughs> you need to be ready just in case something pops out like you need to go to the hospital like oh it's God. a lot that's too much i really think that is is <laughs> basic level what's the word like protest mm-hmm. you know I like that. at its at its core yeah that i don't want to see black men doing that or i don't i'm a black man i don't want to do that yeah because mm-hmm. this is my way of protesting white supremacy in gay world yeah i mean i don't look at that kind of interesting porn, so i'm you know my preferences and my what i look at we know <laughs> it's interesting and it feels just in my opinion a little two-dimensional as far as like yeah, an argument to make i do i agree with where that. it's just like you know no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I, yeah. It, it's an interesting thing to get deep about. Yeah, but but it also makes sense. But and, there's you know, a la- there's way. so many layers to it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think what's interesting about this topic is that no two stories will be the same, mm-hmm. and you can talk to somebody that will say I only date X because, and it may not be. The, it's not going to be the same story as myself or Ray or even anyone really, right? Because it's a matter of. You know, again, back to what you what you love, what you like, what you're exposed to, what what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do, mm-hmm. what you believe as good, what you believe as bad. Um, and for some people, it's just like they they just they get stuck on it, right? Mm-hmm. And they're not open and willing to have this kind of conversation, but also think of things differently. Mm-hmm. It also will be nice when we get to a point as as a society. Um, where we actually realize that regardless of whatever your nationality or your race is, that we honestly do have a lot more similarities than, than we do differences. Mm-hmm. And it's like all of these things that we're talking about really are just arbitrary social constructs. It's yeah, like uh-huh. this has all just been, you know what I mean? As people, America. we've put up these walls and barriers and put things in different boxes and said that you need to stay over here and you need to stay over there. And it's like... I I am hopeful, definitely not in my lifetime, but that at some point, Ooh, if, if the world doesn't blow up, <laughs> explode into a ball of fire, down. that at some point we will get to a point where none of this will mean anything. Yeah. Because it's just like people are people and who yeah. gives a shit? Um, I have that hope too. I definitely don't think it'll be in the next few lifetimes. <laughs> I honestly, I don't think that that would even have a chance of happening, especially not in America until white people are in the minority. Agreed. And that's, that's happening. Absolutely agreed. And it that's is what happening. they're scared of. And that's, yeah, and that's why they are lashing out the way that they are because they know that it's happening and yes. there's not really anything they can do about it. And that's why 45 is in office. And that's why he's in office, like mm-hmm. a last-ditch effort to try to maintain. But it's it's happening, girl. Yeah, it <laughs> is. Whether you like and it or not. it's going to happen. It's regardless. going to continue to happen. Yeah. And it is what it is. You got to get on board or 
don't. Jump off. <laughs> yeah. But I always find it intriguing when it's like if I'm on Twitter or something and like a porn clip pops up and then they it's like this sect of black gay Twitter that's like, I don't wanna see no white dicks going. It's just like Jesus. <laughs> like barring personal trauma. Meanwhile, like, I'm like, give me the popcorn. <laughs> uh-huh. Don't make a difference to me. Listen, I'm like, <laughs> see, I, no. What's the quality of the scene? Exactly. Uh, are they hot? No. They, now, no, if they're both no, ugly, then okay. That's Listen, shady. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a whole different episode. <laughs> I really want to know why black gay porn has gotten so ugly, but <laughs> Beauty me is in the too. eye of the beholder. No, me too. <laughs> but I'm I guess like, the cute ones are just not. They're not into it. They're not doing it. Not doing <laughs> I mean, I, I guess they on OnlyFans. <laughs> I've heard it's more coin that way, and I, yeah, I ain't mad. Get yeah, your coins. Exactly. Exactly. They don't want it for free. Only coins. They want Come on, only, only coins. coins. <laughs> only bag. The one thing I forgot to mention earlier is that when I was trying to do research, and I put in interracial, I put interracial gay couple statistics. Mm-hmm. You'd be shocked at how much porn came up. Mm. So that there's it's like it's why why is that? <laughs> it's not shocking. I'm looking for data, empirical data. I'm not looking for data. Empirical. See, this one talk about right. You always use these words, bitch. We need flashcards in this bitch. Words That's not. It's not surprising given the, the search history, the like the things that Pornhub yeah. publishes about the search history. It's not that none of that is. Surprising. But I, I also think what well, I think what you and I had discussed this before is um um. We America isn't really good at having race conversations where I feel like other parts of the world are, which is probably why there are studies around, you know, race and gay and all of that, because they're more comfortable. They're Can not, I, well, yeah, because the stories that came up were like English. They were yeah. like British. Can I amend that? Stories. No, go ahead. Um, I love it. I would say white America is not comfortable. Yes, it's true. Yes, it's very true. Because they're the ones that need yes. to make the changes. But That's if they're true. not willing to have the conversations, That's very true. Because they're fine with the status quo because they're at the top. Yeah, mm-hmm. they like it. Well, bitch, and, I like conversations like this because, like Ray says, we are more alike than we are different. That's true. And we, if one, if one part of America, one part of our community, to take it back to just us as a community, if one part of our community is not winning, then none of us are. He only saying that because he's the only white man. In the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, also, I, 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 like I'm very focused on like the trans community. Like, I feel as yeah. if they're a part of our community that we ignore yes. and we have ignored. And mm-hmm. if it wasn't for them, we would not have Stonewall. Yes. And guess what, bitches? Y'all would not be marching in pride mm-hmm. and going out and get shitty fucked in a, in the back of an alley after a club because you um drunk as fuck. Come on, during the weekend. So Come on and think... reveal all of your my vista searches. <laughs> so, think you need to think. <laughs> Marsha P. Johnson for starting this movement and guess mm-hmm. what pride was not a celebration it was a protest yes. so remind that the trans community is another part of our community we ignore yeah. yeah, and they're not winning so we're not winning it's getting better and I have to say I've had to check my privilege as far as that's concerned okay. mm-hmm. very recently you always, yeah, that's for every conversation though like this conversation any sort of conversation that is you is your, it's not one of your identities it is important for you to check your privilege and your yeah. assumption to be open and listen. Yeah, and to have conversations like this so yeah. that then you're gonna understand the opposite side and then maybe you'll learn something. Yeah. Maybe you won't. Maybe what you'll learn is these motherfuckers is crazy and they're not I'm not here for it, but at least you learned it. Well that's true. 
As long as you don't take that to the extreme, then okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have any uh, parting thoughts on the topic? Um, I would say love who you love. Love is uh, love. Love is love. love is I would everything. also say, okay, love is everything. And everything is love. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm good at AM. Okay. Boulevard. Oh, I'm good. Okay. Sorry. We're going to listen all the way home. All right. Um, mm-hmm. So I would just say that love is love. And I would say that um, be open, be honest, be, listen, and um, just support each other. And don't be so judgmental. That's definitely okay. easier said than done. It is so much easier I said than done. I think that happens like where we see, like we see a black man with a white man immediately. You know, you may think you start thinking things like well, he's with him because he's with him because or they're with that they're together because of this. Mm-hmm. Well, they could just be in love. Ultimately, that's that could be the root of why they're together. Mm-hmm. So or just, extreme lust. Yeah, it's true. So it's like just 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 be open. Okay. Yeah, I'd say that. Um, I think that it's human nature to be judgmental. Mm-hmm. I think we're just kind of wired that way, bitch. which is interesting. And then uh, also, obviously, it has a lot to do with the way that you're brought up and what you see as normal, quote unquote, when you're growing up. Um, but what I, my advice would be resist stereotypes. And I'm not just talking about the stereotypes that we all think about that are negative. But when you think about it, there are stereotypes there are stereotypes that could be considered to be positive. All black people can dance. All black guys have big dicks. You know what I mean? Like these are things that are, you know, can be seen as being positive, but it's still a stereotype. Yeah. And I think that what we need mm-hmm. to understand is that um, stereotypes are um, false in most cases, and you will meet people who um, won't fit into that particular box. And you have to keep in mind that. Everyone is different. People are raised differently. People have different experiences. And one of the things that I really hate is when people say that people are not black enough. Mm. Like, you're not really black. Or, like, for Jay, they'll say, oh, you're like, you're black. And it's like, well, no. I'm white. It's not. <laughs> I also hate when people say, you're you're woke. I hate that's an overused Well, word. woke is, is a hackneyed yes. term at this mm. point. But I think that, that, that a big part of this um, is just resisting stereotypes because they really are not useful. And I just want to leave every listener with one question. If you are a white bottom and you're looking for a BBC, be careful in these streets because you might be asking for more than you can actually take. <laughs> okay? So be mindful of what you're actually oh asking God. for. <clears throat> Questions will re- you'll, re- you'll might be received. You might ask for something that is too much. Do people ask for BWC? I don't know. That's a good Is question. that a thing? I've never seen that. Because <laughs> I mean, I I've mean, seen some BWCs. I've seen so. some. They're more pink. They're out there. Maybe <laughs> it's BPW. Well, I'm glad y'all no, said that. Too much. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. My my parting thought is, um, leave the BBC shit alone. Okay. Delete that from your profile. If. If that's your ministry, then be prepared for the consequences. You, you might get blocked. You might get cussed out. Yes. Or you might get used like a fleshlight. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and with that being said, <laughs> thank you guys for joining me on the show. No, thanks thank for having you. me. I had Appreciate a blast. It. So much yes. fun. Tell people where they can find you guys on the interwebs. All of your social media. We are there at... 
He said, said he, he said, said pod. pod. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> you can Insane. also you okay, bye. Okay, yes. Um we you can also follow find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, um <laughs> wherever you get wherever your you get your podcast, yeah. we are there. Um also be on the lookout because we will have a guest on our show in the coming weeks. Uh, we are excited. We are excited to host. Yes. Um, so be on the lookout for for that in your, on your in your ears and through your DMs. <laughs> wow, I thought that was going to be. Well, you guys check out. He said. He said. Pod, and we're done. Yes. So that's that on that. Another show in the books. Real quick before we get out of here, chime in. If you have thoughts on what you've heard, sound off. Use the hashtag GaySidePod when you're live tweeting or posting about the show. As a brief reminder, you can listen to this show on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, countless others, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. Send in any GaySide mail to GaySideStories at gmail.com. And that can be letters, compliments, show topic ideas, stories, pitches for being on the show. If you want me to be on your show, send all of that stuff to GaySideStories at gmail.com. Take a moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating. And if you really love what I'm doing here, write a review. That's how people find us. And despite how Apple treats that podcast app, It is still the biggest hub for podcasts and we want to be seen with all that being said. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, make sure you're sharing this podcast with others. I appreciate the likes, but reposting and resharing could potentially turn into a new listener. Remember, you can also find me on Ratchet Ramblings with Jeremy and Candace discussing black reality TV shows and being probably offensive, but it's all in good fun. Lastly, I say this all the time and I mean it. Love yourself and whether you're top, bottom, verse, however you identify, protect your walls or they will crumble. You do not want to be out here with walls like ancient ruins. And I'm out. See you guys when I see you.